Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Richard Porter. And I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and eventually this week, the Murray T50. Um, this morning, a song came on the radio and it was an 80s pop hit with a a, tr- a muted trumpet. And I, and I realised... You don't hear the muted trumpet in pop songs that often anymore, do no. you? Do you know what no, I mean? the trumpet's gone out of fashion a little bit, hasn't it? But the muted trumpet, Rich. Yeah. Was it? Let me. Can I guess what song it was? Oh. Yeah, I'd love you to guess, because I wrote three down. I, I heard one, and I, I wrote another two down that I thought, yeah, that's that's an 80s hit with a, with a muted trumpet in. Was it something by Simply Red? <laughs> Your laughter tells me I'm either Bob on or miles off. I can't tell which. <laughs> that was it. it. wasn't the one that I heard this morning, but it was the one I wrote down immediately. Which one is it? It's the intro. Is it Money's Too Tight to Mention? Or is it... Might be. Uh, it's um. It's Only Love. It's Only Love. It's Only oh, Love. Oh, yeah. It's got a really, like, echoey, atmospheric, muted trumpet yeah. intro. Okay, so I wrote that one down. But the Hang one on, I... isn't that the joke? Isn't there's, there's a joke that says, what's the difference between simply red and a bull? Well, on a bull, the horns are at the front and the arsehole's at the back. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Uh, go on, what, so, what else did you, <laughs> you've gone early this week. <laughs> oh, that was my, that was my morning coffee, that nearly, uh, nearly purged through the nostrils that did, that very nearly purged. Um, yeah, well, it was Robert Palmer, Oh Mercy Me, that was the oh, muted trumpet hit for, that I heard so this So muted, it's like there's a beach towel over it. <laughs> or a duvet. It's a doom that someone's thrown playing, into a paddling pool. Playing, he's playing the trumpet from under a duvet. Is that muted enough for you, you bastards? No. And the other there's, one... Um, the, the, there's the, an MG Metro parked outside. Go and sit in that and play the trumpet. That'll be about muted enough. Yeah, so you had that, and then I thought of a third one because I thought this is there's there was definitely a time for the muted trumpet. It's Find Young Cannibals, Johnny Come Home. Oh! Which is a Mother really cool God, song. That's muted, yeah. And I love that song, but the mute is heavy on that. It's a bit like those exhaust attachments um, yes, that they use on race have... cars. What, what are those screw-in baffles? What were they called? Yeah, I can't remember, but you have to put them on for track days at some places if you have a certain kind of car, don't you? Or, or yeah. testing, race you car s- testing. Yes, you screw them in. I mean, and I think session drummers might use them on drums and cymbals, like little pads that you screw onto cymbals. I don't know. But yeah, so there we go. I know it's not exactly like a particularly car-heavy intro to this week's podcast, but I just thought... <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> uh, I know what I wanted to talk to you about, well, just briefly, because last week we mentioned the um, Polestar 2, and I hadn't really driven it at that point. I have now driven it, and I've watched your excellent YouTube review of it. Oh, um, well, thank you. And I have I have some... Well, I, just briefly, there's... there's I, the ride... Yeah. It's inexplicable to me that it has those shock absorbers on. But the, the the plus side of it is that I have never driven an electric car with such body control. Yeah. It just manages its weight and the weight of its battery so well. It's extraordinary. But then the, the flip side is that it rides like um like a sort of a GT3 spec Porsche. Yeah. Or something like well, that. Well, like a one-make series race car. Yeah. Because it's got that... I was trying to explain it because I was writing about it. It's like it it's it follows every contour of the road with this absolutely sort of iron fist control. So it is like a, a kind of slightly track day spec Porsche or BMW, like a spicier M car. Because it it's its body control is incredible, but it's and it doesn't crash into bumps. It just sort of 
follows them really faithfully yeah. every single rut and dimple but the rest of the car you made the point in your video the rest of the car isn't like that so it doesn't match well no because the and rest of the car weird. is kind of volvo derived serenity and and luxury inside so it's almost like someone's ordered a factory fit touring car but forgotten to delete option the whole interior because normally in a race car, it would be completely stripped out with one seat and just a comms button and a steering wheel. And they've gone, oh, no, we didn't think you wanted that. We, we've put all, we've left all the infotainment in and the really, yeah, like, quilty seats. <laughs> and you've gone, that's, um, that's, that's option pack uh, uh, MT035, and you didn't spec that. Didn't spec so that. We, we no. put the heated leather seats in for you, thought you wanted them. Like those... In Japan, you know, you can get certain cars. Like, you always used to be able to get Mitsubishi Evos, and I think you could or can get the Toyota GT86 in full stripper spec with unpainted bumpers and steelies and, like, really crap seats because they just assume you're going to throw all of these things away. They're going to be instant race cars slash rally prep it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But there's something blindingly attractive about them because... I mean, there's something there I is. saw this there morning... Is. Taking the kids out, I saw, uh, just after I dropped them off, a last-generation Toyota Prius. Oh, yes. But it was obviously a grey import because it was on steelies, really yeah. naked steelies. And I know the I ones. Just, I just looked at it and went, oh, that looks great. And then thought, that's weird. I mean, I don't normally feel... I mean, I, 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 I do think that, that generation of Prius is about as good-looking as a Prius ever got, but... Um, it's yeah. the Steelys made it because they're really good size for the car. Like they're not too small; they're just sort of no. Handsome. They they are quite good. They make it look quite stocky, I think, and quite tough. I think yeah. uh, I've shown it to you before. That Instagram um, handle called Steel Wheel Everything. Yes, where yes. where the guy obviously uh, photoshops quite intricately steel wheels onto like rolls wraiths and things like that, and it's just. Uh, it's, it's brilliant, it's, isn't it? It's the gift it's, that keeps on giving. And I, I was having this argument with someone the other day talking about, like, um, I think the new Defender with its steel wheels, saying the best wheels on the Defender are, are the base model cheap wheels. And he was like, no, yeah. no, you want the nice alloys. I said, no, because none of the alloys, I don't think, are imaginative enough. Yeah. There's not enough Completely alloy agree. wheel imagination right now. Yeah, no, that's um, a good point. And I'm a very, very tough customer for alloy wheels. I want them to be really unique or bollocks to it. Just give me some steels. <laughs> Have you seen, uh, I think they appeared last week, the spy photos of the forthcoming Genesis electric car, you know, Hyundai's sort of posh offshoot. I, uh, I, Genesis I, or Genesis, I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it'd be Genesis. Genesis just sounds ridiculous. Sounds like a cabaret singer. Um, Does your brain ever get jammed on words? I, I oh. sometimes can't stop thinking about a word in the way it's pronounced, and it just it becomes meaningless. Over oh the yeah, course of an entire afternoon. And the one I got stuck on the other day was that I was like, right, so a saxophone player would be called a saxophonist, but is a xylophone player a xylophonist? Xylophonist. And I just was walking around the house going xylophonist, 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 xylophonist. <laughs> Well, you have an interest in words, so I guess, and me too. So that, that that's why it would stick in words. I've never actually heard of a xylophone player being referred to by anything because there's not that many xylophone players. I don't think. <laughs> but I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I don't they, know. Uh, they they got they got very much sort of booted out by the muted trumpet. <laughs> oh yeah, true. Um, muted trumpet mafia. Anyway, where oh sorry, no, I was just going to say. So the the uh, yeah, there's some spy photos appeared last week of the forthcoming Genesis electric car. I think it was taken. They're testing it at the Nurburgring, and it's all camoed up, but the wheels are not, and it's got some really interesting alloys on it. Go and check it out. The Genesis, it could be right up your strata. Well, last year in Korea, I had the pleasure of driving the top spec Genesis, and I'm and now the name of it completely escapes me. But it's, was it a G80 or something? Yes, I think right? it was a G80, actually. It was S-Class Mercedes size. Yeah, yeah. Saloon with a four-wheel drive. Uh-huh. And um, it was absolutely gorgeous. And it helped the fact that I had to take it on a skid pan as well as part of what I was doing out there. And so I had this enormous thing um, on a skid pan and um, and actually when I started driving it, I, I, it there was a sort of not great English being spoken to me nobody actually told me it was four wheel drive so I just assumed it was like a Mercedes S-Class it was going to be rear wheel drive I turned the traction off and on the skid pan 
you're going to have about a quarter of an hour before the back end comes right out. And then when it's out, you should be fine. But of course, nobody said it's four-wheel drive. So I, I got into a bit of a, a strange situation where you, I kind of ran out of skid pan whilst I was sideways. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it goes on to super grippy tarmac. Yeah. <laughs> That's a rollover incident right there. That, funnily yeah. enough, I was invited to a, um, a, a, a skid pan thing the other day. Um, some mates were booking on this this skid pan day for um, what are they called Mission Motorsport, you know, who help yep. service people. Yeah, and um, they said you should come along, and I was like, well, now <laughs> the battery in my Porsche is still flat as fuck. Oh no, not and that, not that, not so that not that. Uh, <clears throat> and so, and my wife, I think, needed our eye pace like to ferry the kids around. So. I'd have had to go to a skid pan day in my Defender. <laughs> and I just think, that's not... It's got a very special set of skills, and skid pan days are not <laughs> part of that. So um, I didn't... Anyway, uh, as we're freewheeling around, I'm going to go back to Genesis, just because I remembered I drove, in the US, I drove the first big Genesis rear-wheel drive saloon, which I think was just called the Hyundai Genesis. Because there was the Genesis Saloon and there was the Genesis Coupe, which I've also driven and was really quite nice. Oh, yes. And the Saloon yeah. was delightful. I think mine was a V6. It wasn't the full V8. But, like, the interior quality was superb. Yeah. And it was really quiet, really smooth. It was it was just delightful. Very relaxing car to do some big miles in. And I was so relaxed at it at one point that I accidentally drove it over a curb that I didn't see. <laughs> No, Rich. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With with American TV's Rutledge Wood in the passenger seat, and um, did he go? Well, man, he found it completely hilarious because he was like, "Will Porter, what have you just done?" And I was, like, "I don't know, Rut. Don't tell anyone." Um, That's quite bad. That's it was really- fine. I checked underneath, and it was like it, there was no visible damage, but it was very embarrassing. It was wasn't a curb. It was like you know, in American parking spaces, you get that sort of like a concrete block. It's a rib. It's more of a rip, a a divide rib than a full curve. Yes, a rib. Mm. Yeah. And they don't don't paint them. They don't paint them. No, and it was dark, and I just drove over it. Well, that's fine. Uh, And it made quite a noise. Anyway, um, but the the Genesis slash Genesis was, was, I thought, a really good car. They're one of those cars where you sense they've overdone it to make a point, like an original Lexus LS. Yeah, Yeah, it was like, we need to break the market, we need to go in hard. Yeah, and that's precisely the. Fe- it's funny you should say about the interior finish and the, the the feeling. That's exactly what I got from the cabin of that G80. I was stunned. I, mm. I thought if someone had just blindfolded me and put me in here, and covered up the steering wheel, I might have thought it was a Mercedes. I might have thought yeah. it was an S class. It was really that good. I was blown in away. Some ways, um, it's even better. I mean, I know S classes are pretty good, but you know, it's like most cars, even quite high end ones, you'll find the bit where they've saved a few quid on the interior trimmings. There's a bit yeah. I hope you won't notice. Yeah, and which isn't what... which isn't hard to find on the Mark Eight Golf. Just saying. Oh really? Mm. Yeah. We'll come on to that in a minute because you've driven the Glof and the ID Three, haven't you? Yeah. Um, uh, but I was just going to say, before we wrap up on, on Hyundai and Genesis, yes. um, there was one, you know, they sort of briefly brought the um, the that big one, the Genesis, but I can't remember, what did they call it here? I can't even remember now. No, did that's the problem. I, c- I think they maybe did. I think they did call it the Genesis, yeah, because it's got that it's got that logo with the wings, hasn't it? That looks, yeah. If you put if you put Vaseline on your eyes, it's a bit like the Bentley wings. Um, well, there was one for sale um, the other week, and uh-oh. I can't find it now. So maybe it's sold. <laughs> oh, you've well, been you've been a bad man. You've been searching. Uh, well, someone pointed out on Twitter, but it was it was. I think I'm going to get the numbers wrong now because that I was can't, well well rescued, well rescued. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> someone but someone I, pointed someone pointed out on Twitter. It wasn't. I didn't really search. That wasn't it. me. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. Well, I didn't. I, I, I it's opened accidentally. I wasn't. No, I don't. Don't come back. Honestly, I wasn't looking at. <laughs> wasn't me. Were the words um, that you told her? It wasn't me. I just got shown <laughs> it on Twitter. It wasn't me. Well, um, yeah, fifty grand. 
they were in the UK, those big Genesis saloons, when, and they must have sold three, I think. <laughs> um, well, one of the three was up for sale the other week, and I think it's three years old. And it was 50 grand new, and for a memory, it was about 12 grand. Bloody hell. So, three years old, so it's still of... got 16 years warranty left. Yeah, I, I, I think they, they, there was a thousand-year warranty on those, <laughs> um, just to be on the safe side. <laughs> Not because they're going to go wrong, but just because they wanted to give people total reassurance. They just they you go into a Genesis dealer and they go, "How old are you?" They go, "I'm 50." Okay, we're going to give you a 30-year uh, warranty on this car. That seems yeah. fair. Any more okay. would be a would be a waste. By the way, um, if you can hear something rumbling by, um, it's a tractor um, doing a bit of. Um, looks like what they're doing is kind of raking in um, manure into the field next door. Not into my garden, but into the right. field next door. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about xylophonists, and I suddenly got into my head the feeling that, is there like a king of the xylophonist world who's like the Travis Barker of, of, of Blink-182 in the drumming fraternity, you know, completely tattooed, <laughs> bit, of a, bit of an animal? Is there, is there a Travis Barker of the xylophone world? Because uh, <laughs> I'd love it, <laughs> I'd love it if there was. And he, oh, and he, give, he, he no, there's no fucks given. He's, he's like, yes, I, I play the xylophone and I do it really well. All right, and yes, I've got tats of all my lovers on my neck. I don't care. <laughs> and he's had a lot of lovers, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but he, uh, he plays xylophone. I'm sorry, I'm slightly distracted because. I am just trying to find this bloody genesis that, so that we were. You've like got. It. We were talking. Supposed to be talking about Polestar twos, and you, you oh, ran off on the Genesis one. And yeah, by the no, way, talking of electric Genesises, I keep thinking of that line from that song: "Turn it on, turn it on again." I reckon if you don't quite turn on the EV Genesis properly, it has to say that. Turn it on. <laughs> turn it on again, because you haven't quite um, put your foot on the brake whilst pressing the button. You flute. Right. I'm going to stop talking about large valueless Hyundai's <laughs> but before I do I've just found the Twitter conversation about that car it has sold it's not on Autotrader anymore but um, yeah it was about 50 grand new and uh, it was it was five years old and it was 10,000 pounds bloody hell so it's lost 80% of its value in, um, in in five years that is uh, that's amazing but a lot of quality motor car for 10,000 pounds I would imagine I don't know if you fancied a big rear wheel drive saloon that's not one of the usual suspects. Who knows? Who anyway, bought, I mean, I'd, li- can't. I'd love to know the demographic of the person that actually bought it. But um, they are, as we speak right now, they're doing they're doing motorway um, <clears throat> chauffeured um, driving for hire, and they are totally listening to some muted trumpet oh, puppets. Yes. Can imagine the intro to that simply red song in the back of that Genesis? I bet it sounds amazing. Or imagine the intro to that simply red song in the back of a Genesis, but it's played on the xylophone by a xylophonist. I want that to appear on the Grand Tour in the next nine months. <laughs> Please. I, I was wondering if you could tell me um, what the VW ID3 is like, because I tried to watch your video earlier and uh, YouTube wouldn't let me. Oh, has it been... It's throwing up an error. I don't know. YouTube's been really stupid for me in the last 24 hours, but... Um, Maybe they, it's, YouTube's got bored of me. I mean, I wouldn't be bloody surprised. I wouldn't um, take it personally because I also tried to watch the theme tune to Magnum PI, which was stuck in my head. So I thought I might as well just watch the video, <laughs> the title sequence, and it wouldn't play it for me. It's very frustrating. Uh, I would totally have sooner watched Magnum. Um, I, the, 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 I only had two hours to drive the ID3 and film it, so it was a bit frantic. And and it's one of those ones, you know, when you first drive a car, <clears throat> and when you finish driving the car, you of course you digest your thoughts thereafter so I I had to get a train to the airport and then get on the plane and as I was doing all of that it was I I was sort of mulling over what I'd experienced I think the Mm. the thing about the ID3 is a it's been a really long time coming yeah the look of it uh let's take the exterior it is a bit of a grower at first I was slightly confused by its kind of proportions and things but actually now I I I'm, I'm quite down with the exterior um the biggest problem I have with this car is that the interior is feels 
I think, significantly cheaper than a Mark 7 Golf. And I'm going to say Mark 7 because I drove the Mark 8 Golf GTI while I was out in Wolfsburg. And again, you can tell, I think, the cost-cutting on some major textiles and materials inside the car, which Mm. is a shame. But they've done that with the ID3, coupled with the fact that the ID3 first edition, which is the one that you get when you put your name down early now, I just don't think it feels it doesn't have enough kit on it and it doesn't feel special enough to warrant the extra cash that they're they're asking it just feels a sort of a little bit of a token badged version rather than mm. you know what i mean and i i went away i don't go, get this trend towards first mm. editions anyway um no I, well they're, they're doing it with the new defender yeah and they are. i don't really see the point except that it has a different badge on the back and you get a little bit of extra kit but i've not i've not done the maths to work out if it's even sort of good value compared to if you put all of those bits onto a normal one weird well i i personally think that the way they've spec the first edition for the uk they've they've not they're they're refusing to have um head-up display and i don't think you can order it with a panoramic roof and so those are two things which I think really help the ID3. And on the basis of that, I'm like, I would not buy the first edition ID3 because I'm not impatient enough to just want it and that's it. I just want to be the first person in the town with it. Um, so I would probably not do the first edition and I would meddle with the specs thereafter. But I, yeah, I mean, it's. I wonder, are these first editions, in fact, designed to help bed in a new model in a new factory or or what have you, mm. in as much as they just go, look, yeah. rather than letting early buyers fiddle about and change specs and make our lives harder, here's a first edition. It comes like this. You get to choose the colour. That's it. Sod off. And it's yeah. actually a way of manufacturing just easing themselves into the build processes. That would, well, that would that would figure, because this Kia Soul that I've got on as my long-term test car at the moment is a first edition, and it's you can't really change its spec apart from the colour. And it has everything. And it's about the same price. In fact, it's about a grand less with the government grant than this first edition ID3. And I came away and then landed at Heathrow and drove home in it. And I thought, this doesn't this this doesn't disappoint me at all. In fact, I'm I, I would rather have a sole EV sixty four kilowatt hour than a first edition fifty eight kilowatt hour ID three, I think. I think the ID three drives it drives really nicely. Like they've definitely got all the controls feeling good. The steering's lovely. The the the, the damping's wonderful, and the body control because it. I think it feels really golfy, and it mm. does. It doesn't feel rear wheel drive because you can't, or I couldn't, seemingly make it fidget and behave like a rear wheel drive car. The only way you know it's rear wheel drive, I suppose, is because the steering lock, like the Honda E, is insane. So mm. it's got a steering lock better than a Polo. Um, really and, yeah it has so oh. it's really good but I have to say the cabin of a Honda E is way more of an event it feels way more special yeah but and, I um, suppose the ID3 is ultimately meant to be the golf parallel universe <coughs> golf isn't it really yeah yeah exactly it's, it's uh, not meant to be an event so much as it's meant to be a kind of functional everyday car for people it, it yeah and that's the thing I'm trying to constantly um, balance in my head of like this isn't a golf GTI, it's not the ID3R, if there is such going to be such a thing, or an ID3 GTI. So, yeah, I think it's okay, but I, I would like to see it with maybe some slightly more special um, interior materials. And I'd also, I'd like to have a word with the person that did the infotainment in because it shares it with the Mark 8 Golf. And I'm, I'm not being funny. When I sat in the Mark 8 Golf, it took me 15 minutes to work out how to turn the air conditioning on. And what? I and I saw somebody else, another journalist, go and ask one of the German representatives and say, listen, I've been sat here for ages. I just can't work out how to turn the ventilation on because it's ridiculously unintuitive. I mean, compared to the old system, it's it's just lunacy. I can't believe they've even bothered with it because it just doesn't seem to doesn't seem to feel natural at all. Yeah. I mean, and they've they've sort of ruined it. I'm just hoping that they 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 undo that by 2022. Because by Jove, Richard, I want an ID Buzz, and I don't want it to have that infotainment. I'd rather have the I'd rather have the up. You know, if we knew you only getting an up and you just plug your phone in and it's, it yeah. just goes, yeah, there's a, about three knobs and there's your phone. Job done. Yeah. 
I uh, I haven't driven any of the new Golfs or the ID three, but I noticed from looking at pictures and reading reviews that they that the is it right that the temperature control is like a sort of touch sensitive you slide your finger on a part of the dashboard. Correct. And I just thought doesn't oh, work. It doesn't work. Does and it, it certainly doesn't out. work when you're driving along on a sort of normal potholed road. It, yeah. it, th- that's the problem. The, co- the 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 collection of steering wheel and haptic buttons or touchscreeny buttons. They, none of them quite do it for the stuff that you just want to get in and go. I just wanted at eighteen degrees, pointing at my yeah. feet. Job done. I want that to be sorted in less than ten seconds. I mean, VW used to be so good at that because you know, think sort of like Mark II Golf particularly. It didn't have the most attractive dashboard, but that's because they put like the stereo right up the top expressly so that you didn't have to take your eyes off the road too mm-hmm. far to do something with the stereo or the or the heater controls which let's be honest were pretty simple anyway and you could do by touch and so exactly. they've sort of they've kind of wanked all over their own brand values there a little <laughs> bit in the most stupid way also yeah. have i seen this right that the id3 doesn't have on the driver's door where you'd normally in a car with four electric windows have four switches it only has two switches and you have to press a button to make those switches work the rear oh is that right bloody hell rich i um i was too busy sweating like mad you um, too busy trying to work out the air conditioning <laughs> i was too busy trying to work out the air conditioning i had a proper like water feature of a head that day because i had a pan- <laughs> pan- had a panoramic roof couldn't work uh-huh. out the air conditioning obviously when you're filming you can't put the windows down because it's too loud oh it was awful yeah. i just looked like a rubbish water feature um i'll have a look i'll go back through the the footage and have a look at that because i didn't know that what, I what, just saw I, that. I saw a picture of it, and it appears to me there's two, you know, the standard sort of electric window switches, and and then there's a, well, I think it's touch sensitive button that says rear. Yeah. And from that, I sort of deduced, okay, so you have to, I'm guessing, to work the rear once you press where it says rear, and then what were the front switches become the rear switches. That a, that's that like, a, that's that, just is that, annoying. Is that cheaper? I suppose it must be. But then that's, it is but that's probably such, a bit cheaper. But that's blatant cost saving to the point where us, the consumers, go, ooh, you look like you're. You look like you're being a bit El Cheapo there, don't you? You know. Yeah. Um, it's funny how stuff like that, you sort of, it, it is often all cost-saving, isn't it? It's like very cheap cars often have electric window switches in the in the centre, in the dashboard. That's or, right. Or between the seats, because then they don't have to flip them for left and right and drive. And that's right. And you can save a bit of wiring. On so, the exactly, save a couple of metres of wiring. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, or what other cars? I think actually the up. From memory, the up doesn't have uh, twin switches on the driver's door. You have to lean across, old styley, to work oh, the passenger electric window if you wanted to do that. It's pleasantly narrow, though. It is pleasantly narrow. Yeah, and I've got unpleasantly long arms, so it's never been an issue. I mean, it's rare that you sort of go, "Oh no, I need to put the passenger's window down while I'm not it." There's no one in the passenger seat, but I do need to put the rear windows down because sometimes my kids ask if they can have the windows down. Um, either to just, you know, even just sort of like they're saying goodbye to their mum as we're pulling away from outside the house. Oh, can we wave to mummy, put the window down? You know, like, no, you bloody tits. can't. No, you can't. Don't well, I, I'm generally a, a, an authoritarian Victorian spec dad, but I will allow them the windows down sometimes. But Nada can't have control of them because uh, that's too much. So their windows are isolated. You are, you're as bad as my brother. My brother refuses to do toilet stops. On long journeys. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, I mean, he's a nasty piece of work, my brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously. His kids are now old enough because they're, they're, they're almost both teenagers. So mm. basically, you, 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 you're you very careful with your water intake Jesus. during the journey. Yeah, I know, he's, he's an absolute animal. He's terrible. I'll tell you what, I, I borrowed the other week a Mercedes GLS, you know, the absolute humdinger SUV, the huge one that's like longer oh, what, than a Oh, yeah, what, long what, of course, Ranger. what was the GL, just called the GL? Yeah, yeah. now they've tried to, because they want all the SUVs to be in line with the saloons and estates, so yeah. So it's S class sized SUV. Yeah. Well, it is. It's, it's a good car, or it was. I mean, I've I've I've, had, I've done a big road trip in one of those. Once had a massive road rage incident in one. But anyway, I don't want to, I don't want to rob your your anecdote. Yeah. It sounds like your anecdote might be better than mine because mine was just that. Uh, well, first of all, actually, I got into a not a skirmish, but I I came up behind a, a BMW M4 on a slightly twisty road, and the and the chap was dawdling 
if I'm honest. What? And then he decided to up it a bit, and I, 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 st- I sort of started trying to keep with him. And he obviously wasn't trying too hard. Or He was changing his vape liquid flavour. You know he was. I, almost new M4. Are they still vapey? I think they need to be second or third owner before they go vapey. <laughs> It's the is it the M two vape vape competitions Yoni or whatever it would be. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're absolutely right. You've put me in my place. It's got to be second gen on the on the tick. Third gen, yeah. perhaps purchase outright. Yeah, because it's, um, it's fallen in value. Now this was this was almost new, but you know, the reason I bring this up is just because uh, not to try and claim that I'm some kind of Tillerman, um, but that the, the uh, GLS is at sort of driving at its sort of eighty percent is weirdly good at going around corners without tumbling off the road. It's is it? It's, yeah, because it's got you know air suspension and active gubbinry on it is it all 48 um, volts active suspension shizzle or i'm glad it? you asked me that johnny because i can confirm that i don't know i think so <laughs> um I've, do you know what i had the bloody pdf of the spec sheet on my computer for ages and I've, i think i've just deleted it because i've written about it anyway it's PDF. Um, yeah it has got a lot of it's just it's just odd i mean it still rolls but it just um Control controls its mass surprisingly well, um, but the reason that I mention it is because it had electric uh, sunblinds on the rear side windows, and a button on either side that also did the sunblind on the panoramic roof, and you couldn't disable them. And oh. my children spent every journey in that car just constantly opening and closing blinds, the blinds until I told them to <laughs> knock it off. I bet you were seething. No, I was I was reasonably tolerant of it for a while, but then uh, just after I was like, "You're going to break this car, and it's not Daddy's car." <laughs> but they thought that was oh. the, they thought that was the coolest car I think I've I've borrowed in a long time, purely because it had electric sunblinds, and it was only surpassed by the Land Rover Discovery Five that we've just been on a little holiday to Norfolk in, which I borrowed for that trip, which they announced. Apropos of nothing, was the coolest car ever. Really, on on, the, and yet you own a Defender, so they used yeah. to a, a big high up thing. Now I'm trying to remember what was what what prompted the coolness. What Us was being on holiday help, but no, it was was it, was, it the, was it the coolest car ever, or just this car? I think my, my boy who's six went, Daddy, this car is really cool. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And I don't remember him saying that about, I don't know, an Aston Martin DB11 or something. No, but it's funny, isn't it? The DB, I had the DBX a few weeks ago, and one of the kids really liked it, but the other one, I think, um, I loved it. They immediately cross-referenced it to the car we borrowed last summer for to go on holiday in, which was a VW Caravelle. And they oh. they went oh this is good and then and then she paused and she went yeah but the the VW that we had with the electric sliding doors last year I think I probably prefer that and she was analysing amazing it. she was it? totally analysing it I loved it I, I I wanted to give her a massive hug and go yes you're one of us <laughs> you're one of us damn it I think one of the reasons my kids gave for liking the Discovery which was a tremendous going away on holiday with the dog and the kids car but um, uh, they liked it because the colour of the interior because it had a light coloured interior and I think they found that snazzy so well, it's good for the, the reasons. A, a bright interior is good for the soul though and I yeah I do it is think nice that I, I'd love it if people started we've probably said this before with exterior colours but maybe being a little bit more bold uh, and happy 
with their optioning because I do like it when there's a car that isn't dark grey or black with a dark grey or black headlining with dark grey or black door cards and then a tint because you do feel like you're in a leather smelling cave which just sounds like a terrible metal band (laughs) 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 leather smelling cave (laughs) you can can you do your John Peel on that one you must do (laughs) (laughs) okay up to night in session leather smelling cave But first, this is light interior. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's their first hit. (laughs) Um, Speaking of the Caravelle, um, we've already booked um, to go on holiday again in the October half term. We're going up to Suffolk this time. Oh, piss off, Richard. You're being so bloody organised and holiday-y. Yeah. You know me. You know my wife. Which one of us do you think sorted this out? You were going to hang around the park and and uh, drink cider and just have the kids sat on a tartan rug playing Lego. Yeah. yeah, whereas she went, I think we should go away. Well, actually, what happened was she was talking to a friend of ours whose uh, whose son is in the same class at school as uh, as our boy, and they conspired together that we should all go away. Two families rent a big house up in Suffolk, which we're doing. But there's already this thing where we only booked it this week. Uh, it's like oh, oh, looking at the looking at the details on the Airbnb page. Now, where are we? Which bedrooms are we going to put the kids in and stuff like that? And where's it going to? Oh, and, uh, but, uh, God, that's uh, so uh, organised. I feel I, I feel so lacklustre. Well, so since you mentioned the Caravelle, life. I was suddenly thinking, what if I? Well, I maybe I could just borrow a, a, a Grand California or Volkswagen. I'll sleep in that outside. That's a great idea because you could be the sort of unwashed, slightly drinky dad just for <laughs> so anyway, just just for a bit of a break, just a complete departure from your normal character. Just I'd love that. Yeah, because I do wash. You do normally wash, and I mean, you probably have moments of being a bit drinky. But I've, I've not, I haven't had a drink since. Um, when have I not had a drink? Well, <clears> I mean, it's days. Put it that way. Not I'm not saying weeks. Not but, since yeah. March. You're not going to say March, yeah. are you? <laughs> God no. Um, <laughs> But uh, um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, no, actually no. Sleeping in a sleeping in a caravel outside while your wife and family are in a house has a sort of messy divorce vibe to it. That maybe maybe I should borrow a California and shut the kids in it at night, and then the adults can all have a glass of wine and make noise. And because um, yeah. kids love sleeping in camper vans, don't they, they? They do. They've in fact this was the year that um, I was going to take. Um, my children away independently um, to go either camper vanning or, or caravanning because I said, look, I'll take what I'll take the oldest one away first, and we'll do a weekend of wilderness, bor- borrow a camper van like a Mercedes Marco Polo, mm. and um, and really kind of enjoy it. And we'll do a bit of you know fishing. We'll do a bit of like boating or whatever, or just maybe just daddy's just drinking and pointing at a good vista, or whatever it might be. But no, I haven't, haven't, haven't done it yet. But yeah, I think the, um, the I'd like. I have not driven the Grand California yet, but I'd very much like to drive the Grand Cali. Well, as you know, I don't like camping, and what appeals to me about the Grand California is that it's got a loo, and you can stand and up and pull your trousers on. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does help Although, having the toilet facility, but of course you have to. But empty. I do look at Californias, and they're not cheap, are they? But I do like. I, I hate camping. I hate tents. I hate caravans. I just I see no appeal in any of that, and yet I look at Volkswagen Californias. And I suppose those Merc Marco Polos and go, ooh, fancy one of those. Do you know what they're really I could see good myself at? on a cliff top somewhere remote, gazing out at the sea, having a cup of tea in the back of my California. And that's what it's about. I think as soon as you go away for a week or more, then it doesn't work. But if it's what I would class as a sort of day van, I could understand having a Cali um, that you use as a bit of a family car, but also... You go away for lots of little weekends, so one night away or two nights away. And I think then they work beautifully because two nights away you can put up with the the constraints. Whereas, And also you can have a wet white wash, you know, it's a yes. bit, have a festival wash and it's, it's acceptable because you know it's okay because in 24 hours I'll be back at home, I'll have a proper shower. Yeah. Whereas if, if you were to go away as a family of four in a, in a Cali for 10 days, I think... 
I think there'd be bloodshed. There'd be there'd be degradation yeah. of relationships. Yeah. Uh, that's just my personal view. No, no, I, I, I completely agree with where you're going on that. Um, I just remembered that we haven't talked in the past three or four weeks about the Gordon Murray T50, which oh, everybody's yeah. been getting in a lather about. Oh yeah, there was a, there was a. I mean, understandably, there was a huge fanfare over that, wasn't there? Mm. Um, <clears throat> Looks it looks quite cool actually. Yeah, I like the way it looks. I like it. It's sort of unfussy, isn't it? It's very, very, very unfussy. Yeah, it's very unfussy. But I think I know that Gordon's that kind of guy, and the the, the F one was quite unfussy actually. I yeah, I sort of feel this almost makes the F one look fussier because it's so. I, my first thought was that the front, inexplicably, well, not inexplicably, there are certain sort of angles and lines that reminded me of the Mark Three Toyota MR two. <laughs> The Which Mark is a weird thing to the one that yeah, the one you know, that had the, the body no kit, boot. the body kit with the optional twin snorkels. No, was that's that the Mark Three? Oh, that is sorry, that's the Mark Two. That was the best looking the convertible one. one that had no boot to speak of. That was quite. It was nice to drive. Uh, and with, actually, the fr- with the froggy eyes, froggy eyes. Yeah, yeah. I think Gordon Murray might have approved of it because it was quite light, but. <laughs> It's the yes. headlights on the T50 are a little bit similar somehow. Anyway, it's not, the rest of the car doesn't look like that, and I do think it's quite sort of appealingly unshowy. Might be a better way of describing it. It's unshowy, um, and I, I mean, I I watched a couple of the, the the released videos on it. One of them was old, good old Harry Metcalf's little chin wag with him, and I thought, I think what turns me on the most about Gordon's sort of pet projects. Is, I thought you were going to say Harry there. What turns me on about Harry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, look, I, I like Harry. He's <laughs> a good you start? guy. But yeah, exactly. Where the hell do you start? I mean, the, the, okay, you could start with the fact that he, he calls it Harry's Garage. It's not a garage. It's a it's an aircraft hangar. You know it is. <laughs> That's not a normal garage. A normal garage is where you have to shuffle past the car, you open it, you bang the door on the side of the wall, and there's a, I don't know, and there's a load of shit which falls down off a shelf, like a, a windbreak uh, you've never ever taken to the beach which lands on the bonnet. Yeah. Harry doesn't have to do all that. That's not a garage, Harry. Oh, hello. Um, just going to shuffle past all of these half-used tins of paint here just to get to the... Oh, oh goodness, I've fallen over a child's bicycle. Oh, just taking a chink of paint out of the Lamborghini. In fact, it's only just come up from the paint shop. That's a real That'd be blow. great if Harry decided to convert his existing barn into one very long single-car garage. What, like a it's 19... Just like a tunnel like, went like... on. It's almost, almost infinite. Like a train carriage. Yes, exactly. But then you go, oh, the Actually, Alpha is about 16 cars in. That's annoying <laughs> to drive. He's got to do a massive amount of shuffling, and, you know, some of the cars won't start. And he lets Harry's the viewers choose which car. Long. Yeah. <laughs> <He's reviewed it. laughs> Carrie, Carrie, can you review the one at the back? I was hoping you weren't going to say that. Oh, oh okay. Well, um, we were supposed to go drive to Marseille this afternoon, but I've 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 just spent the last four hours trying to get the thirty third car out. And uh, actually, Harry's a massive fan of continental driving, mm. so why doesn't he buy a retired Eurostar train? You know, the a Channel train. Yeah, and have all of his cars like that in single file in inside a big aluminium tube. What, are you suggesting that then he's allowed to just simply then drive that to the Euroton? They let him drive it through because he's allowed for some reason. <laughs> We're now getting and sidetracked then... thinking about Harry's garage is no longer a garage. He's a train driver that just carries his own car. <laughs> <laughs> Harry's around. train of cars. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. And then oh. he could have the buffet car still as it was and he could, you know, hang out in there, interview people joining me today in the buffet car it's Gordon Murray Gordon Murray <laughs> Gordon's got a scotch egg on the go but it's a very very <laughs> it's a very <laughs> Gordon I see you're having a can of Stella Artois um, <laughs> yes I, I didn't realise I'd have to drive at the other end Harry it wasn't made clear to me <laughs> but I've committed now it's okay we've got a sleeper carriage somewhere down the back <laughs> 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 you can just sleep it off and you'll be just fine <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, by the way, we've got a ton of miniatures underneath the tarpaulin down there. <laughs> have, a, have a couple. Yeah, if you just go down the end, and once you've got to the Alan, turn right, and you'll see a small cabinet, and it's got a load of very tiny Glenfiddichs in it. If you can bring six or so back, that would be great. <laughs> but Harry's Harry's not looking so great on camera these days because he has to live off. Um, microwaved ham and cheese toasties from the buffet <laughs> and whiskey miniatures. And it's having a bad effect on his complexion. <laughs> well, because he's in a because he's in an underground train, he's got the sort of complexion of a snooker player. <laughs> he's gone very pallid. He's gone very very pallid. pallid indeed. Not seeing enough sunlight by half. Oh, he's got an absolute Jimmy White tan, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, We've well, drifted away a little we've, we've, from the T50. The almighty um, T50, which, mm. when it was released, the first thing I thought, actually, was the name. I thought, I've heard of a car called that before. But it mm. turned... And I thought, oh, yeah, a little, a little micro car from the 50s called a Berkeley. Right. And I could have sworn that they'd made a T50. And then I had to look it up, and they'd made a T60. Oh. But I don't know... And I bet you Gordon Murray likes the Berkeleys, because they were like a... They were like an, a three-wheeled E-type Jag that had been put in a microwave, something like that. And I actually think they're quite cool cars, but I could see Gordon having having a bit of appreciation for those. But in all seriousness, I think the I think the fascination for that car is, of course, the packaging. And when he was talking about the spec of the air conditioning, and he was also criticising his own. The, uh, the McLaren F1, saying there were several things yeah. I, I could never do with it, and there were several things I was really unhappy about when it went out. So you're thinking, hang on, you sold a car for, what were they, three or 400,000? And he basically said, well, you know, the, the air conditioning in the cabin was crap, and um, and he's managed to remedy all of those things. But I think the I really quite like it. There's lots of people are gushing over it, and I had to stop myself from being so gushy on the basis of, like, of course it's supposed to be good. It's nearly three million quid. If it was yeah. crap or average and it was nearly three million quid, I mean, what? seriously, can we all just pull ourselves together? Yeah. Well, no, I have a question um, that I would love to ask Gordon Murray um, because he's an Alpine A110 owner isn't he that's his that's his daily car apparently yeah and he loves it because it's light i know in the past he had smart roadsters which again he i I went to interview him about his smart roadster when i had one and he brilliant loves them because of the principle of them small light you know enjoyable enjoyable he just yeah and now this is the thing what the smart roadster and the alpine have in common is that particularly the smart they they're sort of they do what they do at fairly low speeds, so they're they're easy to enjoy on normal roads in the modern world. Yeah. Um, what I'd love to ask Gordon Murray is, T50 has had to be a supercar for to make the maths add up as a business proposition. But if you took that out of the equation, wouldn't he rather just make his own version of the Alpine? Or would that just be pointless because there's already the Alpine? But, or like, I mean, what, I'm sure he can't <clears throat> think it's perfect. There must be things he'd do differently. I think, Yeah. I suspect... If money wasn't an issue and he didn't have to make a business case for it and have to make something that he can legitimately charge two, three million quid for, yeah, he'd probably rather make a sports car rather than a supercar because oh. he's a very intelligent, pragmatic man, clearly, and, and he knows that the T50 will be wonderful, I'm sure, but it'll be very hard to use to anything like the full extent of its performance on roads anywhere in the world. I think you, you've hit, it's got to stack up as a business case, hasn't it? It has to. Yeah. It, can't so almost, just, it has to be a V12 supercar, but but I think that's why I, I would sort of like to say, you know, come on, Gordon, if you didn't have to do that, if you didn't have to worry about yeah. it being worth the money that it would need to amortise its development costs and make a little profit and what have you, yeah, yeah, wouldn't you rather it had a little three-cylinder engine or something? I was thinking that. I was thinking, could, could you do a could you do a T50 Junior, which is um, V6? Um, paired back in a couple of other places, you know, thinner tyres, obviously down on power, but down on weight. 
but um, I, I fear that if he ever heard me say that, he would cuss me and say, you've basically just done, undone the last five years of my life in one <laughs> sentence. And I definitely yeah. wouldn't want that. But so I, heard, I heard, and I didn't know this until a, a week or so ago, I hear he's got a Suzuki Jimny as well. Yes, got, I heard he's that got a new, Or did you tell me that? I don't know. I can't remember. He, he's got a new Jimny, which I love. And, <clears throat> and, and with the regards to the Alpine, I would love it if it, after a year or so of him living with the Alpine, he thinks, do you know what? I, can, um, I could just gut the interior and make a three abreast seating situation out of this car. <laughs> It might not be middle. It might not be middle um, driving position. It might still be right hand drive, but with the old staggered t- two buddy seat type of arrangement, and maybe, and then he could put a nice little wand on a plinth. I do like the wand on the plinth. I have to say, of the T fifty, it looks great. Yeah, I, I, it's quite a long gear lever, isn't it? It's, Surprisingly it's, so. It's very wandy in the same way that the early Koenigseggs were quite wandy, but a very very narrow gate. Yes, I like that. Which, oh well, I, I like it in principle. I look at it and go, "Oh God, you could miss shift, or maybe you can't. Maybe it's so precise that you just—it's." He's thought of that. I'm you're sure, talking but. about you're talking about GM GMA. That's what I like. Gordon Murray Automotive GMA he does immediately sounds like a rap artist. <laughs> that, that, that he would collaborate with other people. Oh, he's oh yeah. You, there's a new there's a new track out by GMA, and you go. Oh, Is it called Lightweighting with no G on it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> It's absolutely lightweight you know with GMA. 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 Saving pounds wherever I go. Yeah, um, I, 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 really, I do really like the look of that car, and uh, I'm sure it'll be, you know, blisteringly fast, but, but about exciting. more than that. It's exciting. I mean, it's, as I gather, it's really small in the flesh as well. It's like it's really disarmingly tiny, and it yes. is, it's insanely light for its <clears throat> engine size and everything. So, yeah, yeah it's very promising, and it's very interesting. And he's uh, also... Um, he, I was listening to him talking on another podcast, and he's got a, I think, a very good speaking voice. Like he's one of those people you could listen to for hours. He does because it's it's calm mm. and it's 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 low. It, I think it's one of those voices where he would never have to raise his voice in order to get attention, and I, that's a quite a a, a, a a very quite a hard trait to earn. Yeah, but actually, I always thought, apart from this ever so slight um, South African twang, which does come in now and again, but it's very, very well um, hidden. It, I think he sounds a bit like my dad. Really? Yeah, I, honestly, it does sound a little bit like my dad. My dad has a similar kind of voice, and I've always thought my dad's voice is a good kind of reading voice. I've, I've, I've encouraged him once or twice to do to offer himself up as a voiceover artist because I think he might be able to earn a few bob, you know, get get the pay for the golf to be serviced or whatever. But um, I uh, I do honestly I like Gordon's voice. I, I the mm. other the other thing I think in the same way that people like listening to interesting car people that don't kind of brag. Ian Callum's got a voice like that as well because it's quite soft. Yeah, but he has good a, accent. He, it's a it's a kind and warm accent, but at the same time, you know he's got authority, and you kind of you want to know his opinion on stuff because you value it. Yeah, and I like. That. Okay, so top three car voices: Murray, Callum. Yeah. Um, who's is there? I'm trying to think. If there's anyone in motorsport who's got a sort of a good. In motorsport, um, yeah. Someone who's well, got Matt. A I mean, Matt. Voice. Matt. Matt Neal's got a very kind of a relaxed sounding voice. I think. Uh, yeah. And there's there's never a sound that it it, it it never sounds urgent. Yeah. Um, but in a good way. Yeah. That's a, it's, a, it's a good quality to have. Drive yeah. urgently. Speak softly. What about Dario Franchetti? I mean, I know he's another uh, again another, good another, accent. Another Scotsman. Yeah. Good accent, tempered with a sort of slight transatlantic thing, which Gordon Murray has got as well. You know, sort of soft tease a little bit, which I guess maybe is part of his South African heritage. But like a friendly, warm, handsome Jackie Stewart. Yeah, <laughs> well, friend Jackie's voice a little harsh. Very, very, very nasal. Oh no! Hang on, well, I, I know who we're missing out. I know who we're missing out. Mark Webber. Uh yeah, I guess Weber's. He's got. Uh, yeah, Weber's got. A, he's obviously Australian, but yeah, he's a very warm, friendly Australian. And if he does kind of abruptly take someone down or disagree, it's not aggressive. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he's got that calm authority to him. Yeah. Which is I, I wish part of the good voice. I wish I had thing. calm authority. 
Yeah, me it, too. It, like when I'm trying to tell my kids to stop fucking about with the rear electric lines <laughs> in a big Merc. I wish I had calm authority not going, stop it! Which is... Uh, you don't want to... As soon as you've broken into a bar, you know you've lost the battle. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's fatal. And yet, too easy to do unless, I guess, you are Gordon Murray, who I imagine... Even when Gordon's under time pressure to sign off a certain aspect of the T50, I bet he didn't really raise his voice. I mean, he might have thrown a couple of F-bombs out, but they would have been just quietly exhaled. Yeah. Well, I mean, the man was like the only designer at Brabham for, I think, three or four seasons. So imagine the pressure. He must have been knackered. But yeah, if you can do that, you can do anything. Yeah. Hence, he's just invented a new... V12 hypercar, but I, I know it's not a new observation. But when I watched those T50 walkaround videos and the unveils, I did think, aside from the fact that I'm fascinated by his house because I've read a lot about it and I know a few other people have been there. Oh, I've been I, there. I, you've been there. Yeah. Oh, it's very nice. Oh, rich. Oh, it sounds fantastic, especially the cinema. I, I have you seen the cinema? Did you go in the no. cinema? No, we went into a sort of circular sitting room that looked out onto a big lawn, and he showed me how he designed these eaves, these sort of eaves or like a fl- sort of inverted flying buttresses, kind of thing, that that made up the kind of the, the I don't know what the architectural term is, but the ceiling. And he'd had little <laughs> LED downlighters inserted into them. Oh very yes, subtle, but very elegant. I and remember like you. He went, I, I spec'd these myself. He said, and that was years ago as well, when LEDs were still a bit of a novelty. But I remember you, know. you saying that. Now that's come back to me. But I, I would love, very much love, to just see how many shirts he's got and to see how they're arranged in the cupboard. Are they graduated as like a Pantone palette? <laughs> like a glorious rainbow. Do you know what I mean? So they start at one end are. with white, I they finish they at are. the other yeah. end as black, but you've got everything yeah. in between. You go from the beiges into the oranges and the browns and the yellows and the greens. and the, Oh, man, I bet it's... I bet it's majestic. I really like his shirts. I'm seeing some kind of mobile rack system. Not motorised, that's adding needless weight, but very easy to move by hand because it's beautifully, beautifully oh, so damped and ball, very, ball very carefully. Yeah, it's just the, the, the bearings in it are lovely, so there's no need for it to be motorised. No. And it just moves one, silently, just swishes around. One swish with the thing. index swish finger. through the rainbow of shirts. <laughs> I, I'm, um, I'm serious. I would absolutely love to see the shirt selection. I'm desperately jealous of the. You should do a vid. The array. Ask him if you can do a vid, like go, Gordon. Yeah, screw it. I don't want to talk about your new car. Everyone's talking about that. I want to come well, and see the shirt. It's welcome to GMS, uh, Gordon Murray Shirts uh, Limited. Uh, we're now. Unless, be- what if? What if, in fact, his his clothes storage system and indeed his bedroom is an absolute frigging shambles? What if he's really messy in that part of his life and we we just hadn't considered it? They're all on the floor, well, and they're all dirty, and he has to sniff one to, to before he can <laughs> work out if he can get another day out of it. Or it's one corner's crumpled and he's got no others left. He's got an interview in about twenty minutes, like <laughs> just like you know, like the just, real world. I'll hang it up in the shower while I have a shower. That'll sort it out. <laughs> I would very much like. Do you know what he could get away with, um, a, doing a Gordon Murray shirt because you could have a Hawaiian shirt, and the little motifs could be little callouts to um, historical milestones. I could see that actually working, and I, I really would probably buy that limited edition GMS Gordon Murray shirts. Um, Gordon, if you're listening, uh, we will take fifteen percent. Thanks. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Well, it's probably a good time to um, to wrap things up. Um, but if anyone's got a nomination for best voice in cars, then um, get in touch. Leave a comment on our YouTube channel where these podcasts are always posted, or yeah. on Twitter where we are always hanging around plugging this and other nonsense uh speaking of which uh, if you want to see johnny doing some car reviews and things like that go to his car pervert youtube channel a current review of the id3 is up there as well as the polestar 2 the uh, london electric vehicles van and all sorts of other treats and if you are very very bored please go to amazon and buy my medium-sized book of boring car trivia <laughs> i thank you i can we finish this on one question to you me we've talked we started talking about muted trumpets and 80s pop hits yeah can i finish it by saying the intro to that simply red song is is on i want you to choose the 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 place the era and the vehicle go um 
I can sing it if it helps. Dun, 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 yeah, I'm seeing it's the uh, it's a suspension bridge of some sort. Oh, okay. At night or at in night. the day? Okay, at night. At night. Yes. In um, an aero shape Audi 100. Oh, okay. I'm going seven bridge. Should we go seven? Is that a good enough bridge? Yeah, I was going to go Humber, but yeah, seven's good. <laughs> it's an Audi 100 aero shape. Yes. And the driver is never going back again. Oh, female, male. I'll leave that to your imagination. Oh, I love this. This is an amazing cliffhanger. It's All right, well, we'll be back for more of this nonsense next week. But thank you very much for listening. If you enjoy Smith & Sniff, please do um, like and subscribe and leave a review if you, if you don't mind, unless you hate us, in which case keep it to yourself, you shit. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. Goodbye. Yeah. 